Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. What if investing in each other could change the world? I'm Joel Skeen with bizradio.us, and this is the Mindful Marketplace. Part two of an incredible conversation that we're having here with the head of Venture Asheville, a TEDx speaker, um, host of his own show, an entrepreneurship <laughs> podcast called Talk and Ship, um, as well as man, uh, just man about town and, uh, you know, um, just kind of mover and shaker in Western North Carolina here, Jeff Kaplan. Um, we're going to continue our conversation. I do just want to give everyone a quick um, announcement and update reminder. Uh, last week, I announced that we're going to be hosting our first in a new event series put on by Biz Radio US and the Mindful Marketplace called the Community Financial Education Course. Um, this is designed to teach us, to teach the community, to teach the business community, and just the regular, you know, middle American homeowning community. Um, you know, some of the things about finances that they should have really taught us in school, things like, you know, taxes, um, investing, debt strategies, entrepreneurship, budgeting, um, basic just kind of financial housekeeping. Um, we're also going to do our best to make it fun, <laughs> even though it's a dry subject. So we're going to have some games. We're going to have some food. Um, it's going to be Tuesday, March 14th is our first one at 6 p.m. to 7.30. That's going to be held um, at the Skeen Agency offices at 16 Regent Park Boulevard. Um, we will have a virtual option for that, but if you're here local, we'd really love to see you in person um, and join us in person. You can check out the information for that and get registered because space is limited, so we do have to have people register Um up on bizradio.us, click on the calendar, or go to mindfulmarketplaceshow.com and um, click on the new events tab. All right, let's just jump right back in with Jeff Kaplan. Um, I kind of gave a rundown of what he's doing before. In the first episode, um, you should go back and listen to it. He talked about a little bit about his background, about um, really what makes the Asheville business and entrepreneurship community unique, what sort of the focus of Venture Asheville is and the role that they have in that, and what you know, kind of the future of entrepreneurship in Western North Carolina looks like. And I'm sure we'll get back into that, some of those topics as well. Um, but yeah, Jeff, I, I guess I wanted to get back into the conversation about uh, you. You had this quote um, from your TEDx talk, and if you if you search mm -hmm. Jeff Kaplan in YouTube, you should definitely watch his TED talk. It was really great how vulnerable you allowed yourself to be, yeah, how much great information you gave. Um, and this one quote you said really stood out to me because I feel like it resonated with my journey, um, you know, of, of entrepreneurship where for me, it started off as just a way to try to kind of get by and make some money and have some freedom, right, right. but it really became something a lot more than that. And you said, be, being an entrepreneur is one of the highest forms of self actualization, um, yeah. What do you, you know, unpack that a little bit for me? Sure. And I, and I, I so appreciate you, um, you know watching that and sharing a quote from it. Um, there's nothing more pretentious than quoting your own TED talk in a conversation. So <laughs> it's helpful to have you do it for me. Thanks. Um, Anytime. 
<laughs> so what entrepreneurship allows is it allows an individual to be completely self-reliant and put their destiny entirely in their own hands. The skills to be an entrepreneur allow you to leverage resources, to create value, to create the income level you desire, right? It's not like you're subject to the whims of the market. You know, you're exploiting the market. You're exploiting regulations. If the government changes, you know how to manipulate it and, and turn it into your favor. And what we find is when people start really performing entrepreneurially, we see them, it really goes back to when I was working with disabled veterans and teaching them entrepreneurship and mentorship and all those good things at the University of Florida. When you take someone with an idea for a business and give them the skills to turn it into something profitable, and you don't do the business for them, right? They just have the skills and competencies to execute on it. Um, you see them start to do well for themselves, right? The business does well. They're able to buy cars, buy a house, and their kids to school. And at some point, their business grows, and they have to employ people. And those people start doing well and buying cars and buying houses and sending their kids to school. And you start seeing how entrepreneurship allows entire communities to be uplifted and to develop. And if you put that bluntly on top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right, from shelter to food, the higher you go up, the more you can go from being necessity-driven into entrepreneurship into um I want to say luxury, but you have all the upper mobility. It's up to you, right? So putting that much power into someone's hands and saying, you know, the future is yours, what you can make of it. And we believe that is self-actualization. And we find that the more people who are higher up on Maslow's hierarchy and the more people that are living with purpose and intentionally and building these communities of their employees and, and, and their companies and their networks and their friends and nonprofits they serve and how they're volunteering and when they're contributing and donating, it's like, wow, we're really turning this place into a better place. Right? We're really making a better world. And it starts with individuals who are performing and living entrepreneurially. Yeah, I, I that's actually why when I talked about the event series we're going to do, you know, we were looking at all the different topics we wanted to cover the reason that I actually included entrepreneurship into this topic about financial education, financial freedom, financial wellness in general is because it does seem to me like it is one of the most viable ways for someone to actually move up those hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's kind of a deal that we were all told about, you know, coming, you know, come in the middle of the last century that's like, hey, if you um, are an employee, you work for an, you work for someone else. You put in your time. They'll recognize your work. Mm -hmm. They'll continue to give mm -hmm. you raises and promotions. Right. You'll move up the corporate ladder. You'll retire into the sunset. You'll be able to leave wealth to your family and to your kids. And the reality is that over the last you know fifty to seventy years or so, that deal has become less accessible and less accessible to more people. Right. And so I it, it does seem to me that entrepreneurship is maybe the most viable way for me, at least in my life, it was mm -hmm. to actually get to a place where I could think about my own, um, you know, about getting free, um, right. Psychologically, physically, spiritually, because I was all wrapped up in whenever I was working for somebody else, I was so wrapped up in just getting, just barely getting ahead or just scraping by financially that I had no space in my brain 
to self-actualize. I had no, like, there was no time for that. Well, thing, I you were working like, for someone else's dreams, right? And like, exactly. how demotivating is that? And the bigger corporate you are, not that, I mean, that's a role for some people, you know, you don't find like crazy passionate people that are willing to take such risks, like take out a second mortgage to build a business, work in the corporate world, right? It's a different role from kinds of people. Um, there's immense stability and potentially great reward in corporate life. Um, and I'm jealous of some of my friends who've done that for the last decade and see how well they can do. What's going to fire you up and help you live every day with more purpose? And yeah, right. It does, it does bleed into spirituality, like no doubt. And that's why we talk about the entrepreneurial spirit. And when you go to business schools today, we joke, we, you know, we, say, we say you see Disney World language on the walls of business schools. Like in the accounting department, you, you don't see like posters of believe, imagine, innovate, create, but you do in the halls of an entrepreneurship department. Yeah. And even if it's just like, for me, it's just the fact that, you know, when you work in a people business, you have to learn a lot about yourself because if, if people like, mm-hmm. I, you know, for mm-hmm. me, it started off just trying to make a sale, you know, just trying to get someone to buy something. And at some point you realize like, oh, they're not, it's not that they're not buying because they don't want the product or they don't see the value in it. It's because I'm somehow getting in the way. <laughs> and so, you know, having to go through that process of actually yeah, like sure, sure. working on yourself and being like, well, how do I come across? How is it that, that I'm actually um, standing in my own way of getting the things I want? Yeah, you ever tried selling something journey. you don't believe in? There's nothing more awkward than for a little bit. You don't believe it doesn't work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. How do you, what have you seen that, like that journey, that, that, um, you know, the journey of the entrepreneur, like you've been mm-hmm. through it yourself, but now mm-hmm. as the, um, as kind of leading these programs with Venture Asheville, you know, especially like maybe even the Elevate program might be mm-hmm. good to focus on here. But what is, what have you seen, um, as far as that journey goes in other people here in the, in the local business community? What have I seen? Like you mean um, common traits? Not, not mean like the industry. Like what's really happening here? I was like, oh, there's a lot of tech. There's a lot of food and beverage products. You mean like what am I seeing entrepreneurs going through? Yeah, like what right. what is it? What does that journey actually look like, or has it looked like for yourself and for the people that you are working with through those programs? Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of ups and downs. You know, entrepreneurship, building a business. Um, that is so wrapped up in your personality and not just personality, but like your, your beliefs, right? No one starts a business um, in his entrepreneurship world because it's convenient, right? That they start because there, there is some intrinsic guttural visceral belief that the world needs this, right? Like, is this some, something you know about the most or people look to you for expertise on and they want to pay you for it? And you got to put it out in the world, right? Uh, every entrepreneur I know just feels like they were called to, to do this, whether it's even if it's like boring B2B efficiency driving SaaS software or, you know, people making dairy vegan cheese, right? They feel absolutely called to do this kind of work. And so you start off, you know, hot and heavy, fired up, making some early traction. And then to grow, there is this dip that occurs. So, um, Let's pick on dairy vegan cheese. Gwendolyn's amazing. And yeah, we she, had her on uh, did you? one cool. of the first 10 guests we had on the show, actually. Yeah. Right. So you think about like she's running like three, she starts, right? She's making food at night in a kitchen for free, right? We're using downstairs with chestnut, using their equipment, their kitchen. So it's all food grade and, and clean and kosher. All good. It's not kosher, kosher. You know what I mean? It's all good. Um, <laughs> quality, ready for market. She's doing three farmer's markets a, a, a week and she clears six figures. In a year like that's, that's a, that alone is amazing right and that mm-hmm. 
could be a really good business for somebody, but Gwendolyn wanted to grow, right? She wanted to get in stores. So to do that, right? Packaging needs to change. So boom, it adds cost, right? So uh, if she's doing the packaging and talking to stores, suddenly her weekend availability is shortening. She's got to hire somebody to run that market. Boom, more cost. And so that dip is to grow, it's going to cost money. And the profitability she's experiencing at this level is not what she'll experience at the next level. You know, the margins might go down, but the future revenue is going to go up so much because she's got more distribution channels. And so that is like the first critical dip we see entrepreneurs go through. It's, hey, it's not just you with this um, artificially low cost of goods because you're not paying yourself or charging your own time. You're taking off the top. So as soon as you start having to go on payroll and having people on payroll and then you're renting space instead of using your house, your garage, or your friend's kitchen, it's like your costs are really going to go up. So your margins are going to get hit and you got to be prepared to ride out that dip. So that's the first really big crushing part of the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial journey, right? And it's a series of, all right, I'm going to take this hit for a long time, but I need to be resilient enough to get through it to know on the other side, you know, not just the grass is greener per se, but. On the other side of that dip is much more profitability and more growth opportunity. And that's a cycle that, and and that's just individual bookkeeping, right? From there, it's market challenges, it's um, more entrance, it's competition. If they're going to have HR issues where your right-hand person suddenly says, hey, I'm starting a business, or hey, I need a corporate job, or hey, I'm just leaving the workforce entirely because I'm having kids and I want to do my own thing, or I want to go travel, I'm out of here. So you constantly have these ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. And the difference of the entrepreneurs who make it is they have the stick to to keep it together, to pull through. Um, they have the perspective to say, this is just one step of my journey, right? And this is not how my story ends. The, you know, my, there's a mountain in front of me at one step at a time. You climb that mountain, sometimes you go down, sometimes you go up, but you're perpetually moving forward. And, and that's a perspective that we hope to coach through our mentorship. We're doing a program at the end of March, March 29th, called the Entrepreneur Resilience Summit, which is a whole day about this kind of topic. You know, it's we're, we're going to use that Chinese proverb about the farmer who loses his horse. Oh, yeah. Right, you notice one, neighbors come by, and they say, oh, my gosh, how terrible for you. He goes, oh, we'll see. A couple of days later, horse comes back with two other horses. Neighbors come by, holy cow, what good luck he has. He goes, oh, we'll see. Um, his son is out there training one of the horses, falls and breaks his leg. Neighbors go, oh my gosh, how terrible for you. Oh, we'll see. And then the next day, someone from the military comes by and conscripts all the able-bodied men to go to war where they will surely die. And they can't take his son because he has a broken leg because he fell off the horse. Neighbors come by and say, oh my gosh, what great luck you've had. He goes, oh, we'll see. So that, that even keeledness is kind of secret sauce being successful successful entrepreneur. You can't you can't get too caught up in the highs and lows because you're going to face so many of them. Mm-hmm. So you know, taking it step by step, letting things play out, which is completely antithetical to the entrepreneurial journey where you want people to the mantra move fast and break things. And it's like well actually you know mm-hmm. yeah move fast but also pause and reflect, contemplate, meditate, move fast again. So. That's um, I think that's part of the unique culture of the Asheville startups that we encourage that and we like it. You don't do that in a lot of places. Yeah, and it reminds me too of you know it's a it's a journey. Like there's going to be ups mm-hmm. and downs. Absolutely. We were talking about Asheville yeah. and how much Asheville entrepreneurs like to go out and hike and mountain bike and everything. You know, one of I heard someone once well, someone once told me it was very smart. He said, you know, everything worthwhile is uphill. And yeah, um, I like that. And 
you know, when you're mountain biking, I know, you know, the metaphor here for business is that sometimes I've made this mistake where you kind of get to the top of a mountain and you feel like, man, I did it, I made it. And so now you're kind of riding and you're coasting. But the thing is, if you coast downhill, when you get to the bottom of that hill, you know what's there? Another hill. And so the people who are continuing to pedal, even though right, right. they're in that downhill state, they're the ones who make it up that next hill so much quicker and so much easier because they haven't, um, you know, they haven't stopped doing the things that got them to where they are. They haven't think that they've arrived and got a big ego about it. And now, mm-hmm. you know, looking at their title and, but they've kept true to the purpose of where they're trying to go and to the vision of what they have. And, you know, also, like you said, like realizing that there isn't just one top to the mountain in mm-hmm. life or in entrepreneurship is there's always another one. So, enjoying the journey as you go and really making the journey the whole point rather than a specific number and like a specific well once i have this then i'll be happy you know so we talk about this in the ted talk and i'll bring it up again that we found that and through through data and grant funded statewide research that when entrepreneurs are so focused on their outcomes everyone feels like i gotta get funding i gotta get acquired they're they're looking at you know such long-term milestones that it leads to a lack of self-efficacy, um, a lack of resilience, um, more anxiety and issues just with you know, day-to-day management because they're not enjoying the journey. Um, there, so much of this field is built around external approval, right? From markets to customers to investors, even your employees, that leads to a fear of being wrong or being seen like you need help sometimes. And these are all things that are hurting our entrepreneurs so if we flip it around say forget about those outcomes we don't care instead uh and this comes from you know you know i've talked offline about the importance of stoicism to the entrepreneurial journey um using some stoic practices um we we create tokens and rituals and traditions for our entrepreneurs on each step of their journey so um at the end of every year we do this big celebration the venture 15 awards and we give everyone who's made it that far a challenge coin. And this mm-hmm. year on the back of the coin, it said, your mountain is waiting. And the lesson is, that they're exactly right, the struggle you're in today is making you stronger tomorrow. But I also believe when I look out at the fastest growing companies, our whole ecosystem from the stage of the orange peel and everyone's one room for the night, and the average age is like 35, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> right? Like, I'm so optimistic for the future of our community because what the people are doing today it may or may not be their best work. And if it's not, I believe their best work is in front of them. And if it is, you know, there's more chapters to these careers and, and, and these lives that our community is really going to benefit from. So to remind them, have a bit of perspective. I know this thing eats up every minute of every day and every waking thought you have, but there's more right from here. There's, your mountain is waiting. Well, and I, I really appreciate you bringing up just how new in a lot of ways the entrepreneurial um, community here is in Asheville. Now, in some ways it's not. In some ways there's been people doing business here for a very, very long time, and we've got a lot of history there. But, um, you know, you mentioned in your in your TED Talk uh, kind of a new way. And, you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about what the future of local entrepreneurship in, in Western North Carolina looks like here. You know, whether that's local funding, local resources, local investment. Um, one thing I'm passionate about is being able to bring ordinary people who are just trying to save for retirement into that local investment. Yeah, um, cool. But um, 
I guess, you know, when you think about what's the future and on the horizon, like if you can dream big, if you can kind of, um, you know, imagine and paint what you think this could really look like here, um, you know, a little down the road, what, what comes to mind for you? So I'll tell you, when I started this job just, just under five years ago, I had some goals I really wanted to hit and elevate. I really wanted to hit $100 million in revenue and $50 million in capital raised. And um, last week, two weeks ago, we got our, our final quarter of 22 metrics, and it put Elevate at $104.5 million in revenue and $52 million in capital raised. Hmm. And so personally, I, I've been looking forward to this moment um, for some time. And so, I, you know, where I am personally is I, I'm actually about to go on sabbatical. I think I mentioned to you, like I'm leaving tomorrow for a month. New Zealand, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to New Zealand for a month. And I want to use that time to see other ecosystems, see the other side of the world, to come back fired up and think, you know, what are our next big milestones? What's what's the next big thing for our ecosystem? There's a lot of things happening on the groundswell, right? There's a mm-hmm. bunch of funding being organized. We have this huge inflow of tech workers. I think all the tech layoffs are seeing it means that our nation is going to have a huge boom. And entrepreneurship yeah. also but personally i'm having a little bit of brain fog over what the next five years look like so i'm really excited to have a little bit of time off to uh, I'm gonna use that time wisely to to get fired up and dream a little bit and see what works in other places what can work here having said all that um one of my personal talking points lately is we got to stop stop beating up leisure and hospitality i know it's like everyone's favorite punching bag for the low wages and potentially abusive practices of some employers. But I find that when we can pull somebody out of one of those leisure and hospitality jobs and they take a startup mindset to it, they make phenomenal entrepreneurs. They know customer experience. They Mm -hmm. know to pay people well. They understand the importance of being close to your customer. Um, And when we can take like a good vegan cheese I talked about earlier, like that was a, you know, she was waitstaff, she was a cook, and she is building an amazing company and pulling over 15 people making vegan cheese. She's rolling out to 75 uh, Whole Foods this year, right? That is a high growth startup approach to something is spinning out of Legion Hospitality. You look at French bar chocolates, poppy popcorn, um, or even Craft Peak, right? Craft Peak was making microsites and websites or breweries and they just got acquired last year. So mm-hmm. taking that startup mindset, high growth approach to our leisure and hospitality market, I think it marries what we do really, really well with what provides the lifestyle and standard of living that we want to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my big dream. Getting fired up a month from now, we're going to try to raise some money to start some of those companies up and create a version of Elevate just for that cohort of high growth hospitality ventures. Yeah, I'd love to see that the future of Asheville is like, why doesn't Toast or Square, any of these like POS, you know, quick devices, why aren't they beta testing here? You know, why like more more spice wallows? Or this is a great market with with our rapid, a rabid, intense appetite for local products and our high visitor rate that wants to taste a local thing, whether it's software or a food product or CPG, like this should be just the best testing ground, proving ground for high growth hospitality products and features and services uh and and can this be a place that people from all over the country want to come to to start their high growth venture in in that sector i hope so um and that, that's I kind think of it's, why we I talk think it's, 
Wow. Definitely on the table. You know, I think that I think that it's that's there for the taking for us. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for for coming on here today and um, and for last week's episode. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. We got a lot more that we could talk about uh, for a few more hours. I'm sure. Um, but uh, for <laughs> all of you out me. there, yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And for all of you out there listening, you can catch this as well as other shows on Biz Radio US. Um, and also go to mindfulmarketplaceshow.com to listen to this as well as, well as all the other guests, including uh, Gwendolyn from Dairy Vegan mm-hmm. Cheese. Go check that one out. Um, everybody have a great rest of your day. Make sure you take care of yourself and take care of someone else. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.